0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.
1: Brothers and sisters, I'm Brother Priest. This is Commodore My People outreach program podcast. Today's date, April 5th, 2020. Excuse me. And we are here to reach out to you and bring you perhaps much needed guidance in the times of trouble. I know many of you are panicking as my phone has been ringing off the hook the last four days. But I want to urge all of you to keep it cool. Keep it calm, cool, and collected. If you can stay indoors, stay indoors. And this reminds me a great deal of things that I have read in the scriptures. Many of you know the story about Passover. That's not a new thing. The story about what took place in Egypt, for those of you who don't understand. Where there was a door, where there was a mark placed on the doors, so that the angel of death would pass over. Well, what you have to understand is that there were plagues that were happening, that were killing people. But our people understood what to do in times of plagues, such as we have a pandemic today. So I want to encourage you all that if you have to go out, please wear a mask, please wear gloves. I want to encourage you all to purchase oranges apples, lemons, collard greens, they, that won't hurt, but kale greens are, are probably better. Any green leafy foods, they are affordable, they are inexpensive, please purchase them and eat them. Remember that green leafy foods act as antioxidants, mean, meaning they fight off toxins so you have to keep that in mind I know that some of you have heard the story about the 5g release and that the 5g radiation is poisoning the people and that the government is somehow covering that up so on and so forth I want to urge you to rethink this whole thing I'm not saying disregard that information I'm saying you must rethink it. This thing is out of control, out of the hands of man, and nature has taken over. And they have poisoned the people with information, misinformation. They have poisoned the people and have led many people astray. I have a heavy heart today. Um, Some things have gone on in Detroit. People passing away. One of them is the sister of Brother King Omari, who, if you're from Detroit, you know that uh, he's a great poet great talent in the city and his sister contracted the coronavirus and uh, this is March 14th and she has passed away additionally I thought that it was important for you all to know that the great soul singer, Bill Withers, has passed away. Don't know if his complications of coronavirus or not, but I do know that he passed away. Excuse me. I want to say this also to you, for those who do not know, please share what we are sharing with you, with as many people as you can, do not hesitate to share this information or even this podcast with as many people as you can, for it is of vital importance that you get this message out to the people that they do not look at this as some conspiracy theory, that they take this thing seriously and do whatever means areas to protect themselves. Sam's Club is opening to non-members. Sam's Club is going to open up an hour or two earlier than they normally open up. And they are opening for non-members. You do not need a membership to get into Sam's Club. I want to urge those of you to go to Sam's Club, pick up a few things but go with your mask and your gloves on. We're going to have a special guest today. Um, Ema, can you share some feedback with us and yeah, speak ever on your mind? Yes, ma'am.
2: Um, here, it's pretty quiet and you know, it's a lot of some things are happening um, within our families. You know, our people. You know, sometimes have a tendency to not believe the report, and when I say believe the report or follow the protocol of um, the establishments, and you know, even speaking of family, you know, they think that this thing is a is a joke. It's a game, and you know, they don't understand that if if rules are set down and they 're set down for the benefit or the or, or the uh, uh, welfare of you and yours, then you need to comply with them and a lot of our people here they're still going out and you know wanting to uh, play basketball and parking and bicycling and things of this nature, and they're not understanding the significance of all this as well as the importance that in order for us to be able to survive and carry on this legacy of ours to the next generation, we have to be obedient. This stuff is in us to pass on to our offspring. And if our offspring are observing the disobedience and the lack of caring and the lack of knowledge and knowing that this stuff is nothing to play with, then what will they do in the future if the same thing occurs again? You know, it's it's at the point where our our, our people are are just totally just l- losing themselves, letting, their, writing themselves out of the equation. Um, I also believe that if you take care of yourself by, you know, first getting your mind prepared to be able to go with the um, thing that you know you have to drink more water, uh, stay out of the sun. Stay out of the um, night air, because I do believe that they're, you know, I've seen the planes here, they're spraying a lot. I actually went out a couple of days when it was spraying real, 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 real bad. I mean, it was so bad, I called a couple of people and told them to look out. And now my face is, you know, irritated very much. And like you said, Brother Priest, we have to wash our hair and things like that. So, you know take this thing serious, listen to the elders, listen to those who have the ability to be able to be first firsthand um, at, the, at the point where they can see things, know things are going on. Uh, believe in the Most High Yes, believe in yourself, um, look after the loved ones and let them know you have to follow the protocol. I'm, I'm doing good here, everybody's doing good here, we're doing what we're supposed to do, some of us, and so uh, I appreciate you, Ock Priest, for coming on and taking your time we know some of the things that you're going through as the members of the nation we know some things that you're going through so we appreciate your your in you know your diligence and wanting to teach the people preach to the people rather you know reach reach the people to say come out of her my people it doesn't necessarily mean hand foot and body but also it's pertaining to the mind the spirit understanding what we're doing here and what we're bringing to you all I also want to acknowledge uh, um, all the members of the, the nation for their diligence and, and appreciate the speaker that's going to come on. I, do, uh, I did invite a couple of people, and they are wonderful people that have been um, out there, you know, advocating for the Israelites and Hebrews, uh, gathering them together to, uh, you know, have these um, back in the past, not now, but, you know, touching the people, people to let them know who they really are. So thank you for calling on me, and I appreciate you, our priest, and I, I yield.
1: Praise the Lord. Our praises to the Most High, Almighty. Um, brother, is this brother Bradley? I think this is brother Bradley. I just want to get some feedback from people that are in the nation, um, before we bring our guest on. Brother Bradley is at you. Yes, sir. Shalom. Um, shalom. How how is how are things around you?
3: Um, things things are pretty normal around here. Um for the most part we've been inside um other than um you know trips to you know um grocery grocery stores etc but um everything's pretty normal um i mean you know traffic's slow and you know you don't see as much people outside but mm-hmm. other than that it's just everything is just pretty pretty low-key and as far as um how things look, you know, more inner city. You know, I'm not not too aware, but you know, everything's everything's normal, brother. You know?
1: Thank you, sir. Brother Ty, um, are, you're in New York. Are you in in New York City, Manhattan area, or where are you actually specifically at? I right now I am in the Bronx, but I reside in
4: Manhattan. In Harlem, and um, Shalom Nation, um, and, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's, everything is it's just uh, very light, very, very light, very light pedestrian uh, traffic, very light uh, uh, vehicular traffic. Um, people are staying six feet away from people, you know. Uh, When when they're at Blaine Reed or at the the Walgreens or what have you, they're they're definitely um, doing the social distance thing. Um, Police is making sure that not too many people are in the laundry lots or not too many people are in Dunkin' Donuts or the stores. Um, There's police posted on quite a few street corners in Harlem um round the clock 24 hours um but other than that you know just things are just like you know if if everyone was out and about 100 percent of the time uh before the coronavirus it's like maybe about three to five percent at this point and uh on that i yield sir
1: thank you for that report like Ema your ruth said um if you're gonna go outside and have your head uncovered, be mindful to wash your hair when you get back. Um, you know that could that could be very, very important. Uh, brother Minister Shedrick, I see you there um, you have a word for shalom, us today, brother. sir. Shalom, brother.
5: Shalom, um, shalom, nation, and shalom uh, to the listeners.
1: Um at this
5: moment um I'm just you know observing everything that's going on in the city. Um it seems like another day is you know usual except that we have uh we've gotten a curfew now there's been a little bit more restrictions on you know places that can be open and um how many people can be in a certain place at a, a specific time. Um I haven't necessarily noticed uh, as much spring uh, going on. I did notice at the first couple of weeks that um, the um, virus was out and, you know, um, making mainstream news. I did notice there was a lot more spring, but now it's kind of decreased. Um, Like I said, we have a curfew, but it doesn't seem like people are actually falling, especially, you know, where I live. Uh, I think it's just another day. And, you know, to other people, and they're not really conscious of what's actually going on. And um, it, you know, I realize now the importance of what's going on, regardless of what we all believe it to be, the, you know, the point in the matter is to keep everybody at a, you know, point where we won't, if we do have it, we don't contract it from, you know, being so close to each other. And, you know, it would behoove us to take some of these things in terms of um, uh, uh, ideas and things that are going to keep us healthy and safe. These pointers, we can, you know, implement these things to keep from having to go to the hospital because there are people who are contracting it and, not, and there's no, you know, turning back. And some of them are not coming back from the hospital. Some are going to the hospital to the and, um, you know, every day is not promised to us. And I think in these times, uh, these uncertain times, you know, having a platform such as this, where we're having the people who are giving day-to-day, you know, um, feedback about where they are, uh, keeps us alert on, you know, what it is that we need to do and it helps us to understand how everybody is affected by this because, you know, again, Although it, you know some people consider it to be uh, uh, a man-made virus or what have you or whatever it is that you, that you believe, it is still now out of whoever created it or wherever it came from. It's, it's it's global now, so it has to do what it has to do. It has to run its course and is taking no names, but it is claiming bodies. And you know, just so that it doesn't make it to your doorstep. <laughs> We have to kind of look at it as a symbolic uh, situation in regards to the uh, Israelites um, when the plague hit Egypt and killed every, you know, one's firstborn except all of the Israelites who had the, their homes sealed with the blood. Um, and it's interesting, and I'll keep it short because I know that Passover will be starting soon. Uh, nonetheless, I won't be making a mass exodus. Uh, anytime soon. But we do, you know, to keep from having to make an earthly uh, exodus, we do need to be trying to practice some of these things that are going to keep our bodies healthy. And on that note, brother, I won't take too much time. I'll yield it back to you.
1: Thank you, brother. All praises to the most, High Almighty. Praise the Lord. Um, Hope that doesn't offend some of you listeners, but I am a believer and we are believers in the most high almighty god um, take it or leave it we're here to help we're here to love you our people regardless of your belief system as long as you're going to be good and respectful we are here to help and therefore we have opened asylum officially which entails a few things I'm going to get into in a moment uh, while we're waiting for the professor. And I want to say a few other things. The Flash actor Logan Williams 16 years old. Dead. Now they are not stating whether or not It's the coronavirus, but we know that Dr. Africa passed away. We don't know why, because his wife, his consort did not say, but he is no longer with us. Again, I want to reiterate to those who are listening, Sam's Club is opening to non members. They opened today, but You know, officially, I guess they started it today, but you don't have to be a member to shop at Sam's Club, and I urge all of you to shop at Sam's Club um, as necessary. You can get things that are more in bulk and more affordable, and I want to urge all of you to partake at the Sam's Club. Rental apartments. Those of you who are in apartment buildings and in apartments or what have you, this, I'm not sure if this would apply to people that are have like those uh, motels or uh, extended stays. I, I'm not sure that this would apply. But I want to say this to those of you who are in apartment buildings. If the apartment building itself is not adhering <clears throat> to the suggestion of the United States of America, which put a moratorium on mort on mortgages, and they are speaking about it in the COVID nineteen files the rent being paid. So they're saying st- you know, that these people should stop. This is let me explain it. Imagine you have the mortgages that are paused. Okay, so if you live in a house that you're paying rent, and the mortgages are paused, it would make sense that they should pause your rent while the mortgage on the property is paused. Likewise, this will go apartment buildings if they do not have this offered to you at apartment buildings i want to urge some of you to gather together in small groups of course keep your gloves on keep your mask on vote if you have to a rental apartment leader and you all come together and speak to the manager or whomever is at the apartment building about you all not paying rent during this time and not being evicted. Now I'm saying this because I know, because we do real estate, that even apartment buildings have mortgages on them. Not all of them, but most of them do. And because of that, that means not to mention all the things that I've learned about from this COVID-19 stimulus about what the United States and Trump are doing to help the people. And I gotta say, whether you like Donald Trump or not, I'm telling you, if you go over the details of this thing, you will at least have some respect for him because he's trying to stop rents. He's trying to, he's, he has stopped the, um, the mortgages. He's trying to keep people in their homes and the government in general, the United States government, is trying to do the best they can to help the people. So whether you believe that or not, you're gonna hear people with all types of theories. Oh, they're just doing this to just trick you and to kill you, I, I, whatever. You got a responsibility to preserve your life, but do so remembering that the Most High God Almighty is in control. It has never ceased to be in control. So whether you believe in a God, a supreme being or not, understand when something of this magnitude is out of the hands of the general man, you got something that's bigger than just you and I something that is far bigger. Uh, Sister Nisha, can you share any feedback with us?
6: Yes, sir. Good evening, beautiful nation, beautiful people listening online, joining us today. I am overjoyed at this particular moment because I just got some really good information about something that we're trying to accomplish within the nation. And I'll um, reach out to you later, Brother Priest, regarding it. Um, but it's very important um, during these trying times. And I know that I know that it is probably difficult for many to do because we are pretty much cooped up inside, and we're not getting outside as much and So I know it's kind of difficult at times to maintain um, a positive demeanor and attitude, but trust me when I say that that is tantamount or very important to and directly linked to maintaining a healthy immune system. I'll tell you, it is. It's your attitude and your disposition is really linked to maintaining a healthy immune system. So do your best to incorporate things that bring you joy and give you a sense of accomplishment during these times that we are indoors. Whether it's crocheting, whether it's sewing, whether it's blogging, whether it's reading, whether it's jumping on your treadmill or doing 100 push-ups or or sit-ups or whatever, just do your best to incorporate things that make you smile so that you can keep that immune system resistant to the different cooties that are floating around in the air at this particular moment in time. Um, With that being said, also remember uh, and you can you can google this and you can um, verify what I'm saying in regards to um, the the not, too, not all many states are look, we don't have a curfew here in North Carolina. They haven't um, given us a curfew, but um, or demanded that we adhere to a curfew but there is a shelter in place order just like there you know is all across the country and what they're saying is of course no groups bigger than 10 people what they're saying is to practice social distancing make sure that you maintain that six feet because this particular virus can it's hard for it to spread beyond that point Um, what they're saying is yes You can go outdoors to go get essential things like medicine and food, but don't be excessive with that because we know the times that we are in right now. And they are saying also you can go outside to exercise, but again, I reiterate, don't be excessive because you know the times that we are in right now. and for the most part um things are good here um i'm thankful i'm healthy um, health is wealth and um, just remember the Most High has not given us a spirit of fear just be prepared and i love everybody i'll talk to you after about the uh good
1: good news i have for the priest and with that i yield shalom Shalom. thank you sister you you all um i've been getting the abnormal amount of phone calls and this really kind of started wednesday-ish i'd say more so on thursday it started and it has not let up um Be mindful of that. Lanika Barksdale, who is the sister, if I remember correctly, the sister of King Omari, great poet out of Detroit, who was the mother of four, she passed away from this coronavirus. And I wanted to make sure that I put her name out there. Um in remembrance of her and thinking of her children and our great brother, King Amari, who was a fantastic revolutionary poet in Detroit. And the sister was 47 years old. She did go to the hospital and she went to the hospital on uh, March 14th and She passed away March 23rd. So there are many of us who are being affected by this directly and indirectly. Take it seriously, you all. Uh, Two Walmart workers in the Chicago area, they've passed away from the coronavirus. Uh, is I'm looking for Montavious, brother. Montavious, are you there, brother? Leon, are you there, Mr. Leon? Are you there? Shalom, I, I am present, shalom, shalom, brother. Um, a word from you, sir. Well.
3: Uh, I, I think the only thing that I have to bring to the table is just uh, you know just a word of caution uh, for the family to be on the lookout because um, I, I got some information earlier today um, from a very reliable source that uh, Broward County Sheriff's Department today they started uh, making rounds as far as the uh, deputies doing patrols. And they're going in the neighborhoods and they're looking for uh, gatherings. Um, I'm not sure what the number of uh, cars is or persons, but if they have reason to believe that uh, there may be more than uh, six or more, I believe um, they're going to uh, issue citations and and ask people to disperse. Um, you know what it means to try to uh, curtail the uh, the increase in in uh, infections. So just be on the lookout because the thing is, is that that could set a precedent. I don't know if they've even started reporting on that in the news, but um, I, I received that from um, someone that I know. And you know, if if it's something that uh, you know picks up speed, the likelihood that you may encounter that uh, in your own uh, locality um, in, increases. So you know, just something to, to be aware of, something to take note of. And uh, I'll yield on that. Shalom.
1: That's Jacksonville, city of Jacksonville?
3: No, that's, uh, that's Miami. Uh, Brow- Miami. Broward okay. State. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, thank you for that. I'll come back to you. We'll be speaking on political asylum before we get off the call today. Uh, we're opening it up to our loved ones or relatives, to those in need. Um, we'll explain some more details about why we need this right now and what it entails. Uh, Gavin, are you there? We're going to go to the to the professor as soon as we can. I need to get to brother Montabius. Um, Shalom, Shalom, brother. Is the professor uh,
7: with you? I just wondered, yes, I had to uh, get him in on my phone number. So uh, whenever you're ready.
1: Okay. Let me go to uh, Montavious, very quickly, who's in Atlanta, Georgia? One moment, let me see. Brother, are you there, Are you there, Brother Montavious? Um, yes, sir, um, can I be heard? Yes, sir, I can hear you. We spoke a little bit earlier, can uh, you share some insight about some of the things that um, have been on your mind that we've talked about, so on and so forth?
8: Um, Yes, sir, I was um, just wanted to to, um, put the information out that I do have a um, friend that works for the CDC. They work at different campuses, back and forth at different locations, and I asked them did they have any... um, they kind of keep them brief. They're, I think every week say they have a meeting on what's going on. They, he actually still working, but 80% of the CDC is out of work right now. So if the CDC takes me serious and they can play, um, at home at home, we should most definitely um, take it seriously. Um, I'll keep you updated on exactly what um, the meeting was about. To see if we, you know, take some information. But, and besides that, it, it, it's, a, it's also a curfew in the, the city of Arizona, Um on the outskirts of Arizona. It's not as bad, but um, around the whole city, at nighttime, the police are, um, they just run the expressway, they patrol patrolling all different areas in the city, because the, the amount of people and um, also the grocery stores, and um, I have different friends that work at um, different Walmarts in different areas. And some Walmarts, um, the delivery zone not and other, others it's not. So it's like certain food items they do have, and certain food items they don't. And because of everything just happening all at once. And um, I can just kind of tell that um, it, it may be a lack of a shortage of food because of the amount of people that panic and shopping and the amount of people that, that spend at home eating. So um, I would just like to say um, be cautious of your word. You know, some people jump into the conspiracy theory, um, that arena, you know, but it's not helpful at a time like this. When, could be it really affected. I I just like to say, um, just think logically and um try to find some type of laws or something that could um possibly give you some type of um protection as far as, you know, rent and continue to stay on the I's website. They can um update information daily, and, That's all I have right now,
1: not you. Thank you very much for that, brother. We're gonna bring on the professor in just a moment. And I spoke with him really for the first time uh, last night and he is someone that our brother Gavin has interacted with to deal with, dealing with healing from various diseases particularly over uh, Gavin has a child that needed some special needs um, attended to and so Gavin has kind of spoke about him gingerly to me over the last I, I thought it was three or four years but it might be one or two years and I'm saying this to say that we had a conversation last night and This man is very insightful. He's worked with, well, I'm not going to say all that. I just want you to listen to him and gather as much as you can. Those in the listening audience, whether you believe in a God or not, I 1,000% believe in the Creator. whether you believe in it or not this has all the biblical proportions of the diseases and pestilence pestilences that appear in scripture but one thing that is important to all of us who believe in the almighty is not to just rely on your belief alone in this situation now why am i saying that because although you are strong believers and god knows the lord knows the negro particularly the north american negro is a strong believer in the almighty now now we may be confused about what we believe in but the core of us We are absolutely, our hearts are absolutely connected to the almighty, even those amongst us that do the most heinous and wicked things. The scriptures give us a dietary program. The scriptures give us herbal remedies. One of the herbal remedies that is in the scriptures is black seed and black seed oil. It's in the Bible, and it tells us to use it. That's just one of the herbal remedies. But that one in general, that black seed oil, pretty much handles anything and everything it comes in contact with, and it heals you from just about everything. The scriptures give you a dietary program that will prevent you from disease and pestilence. And contrary to belief, hear me good, this is no disrespect to anyone, but the scriptures tell us that we are not to eat swine. And I know that in the said New Testament, and I say it that way because it's one book, it's a whole book. And I know that many of us have heard people pull things from the said New Testament to try to justify our eating of swine. But if you read further, you will, in fact, see that it's not encouraging us to go against any of the things that were once. And the said Old Testament, prohibited from us to eat. What was then prohibited is definitely now prohibited, and you should not be intaking things like swine, and I want to tell you why. I said, a few, I kind of said this the last couple of days, but listen, a pig, a domestic pig, is not a natural almighty created animal it is a hybrid animal it was spliced the gene pool was the, the genes and the molecules and things were spliced in a laboratory they were crossed with with wild boars you look it up you they have museums that tell you this this is not me just saying this. You look it up yourself. If you cannot immediately find it, excuse my my voice. If you cannot immediately find it, just look it up. I have it somewhere. Newspaper clippings in my archive somewhere, where they have the head of a, of a domestic pig with tusks that are about ten inches long a domestic pig, the head of it in a museum, and they explain that all the modern day domestic pigs are come from this same the same prototype that they have hanging on the wall. Pigs can be poisoned up to greater than ninety percent of their body and they will not die. So if you are eating swine which the scriptures tell you not to eat it. But if you are eating it today, understand what you're eating can hold poisons and not die and the poisons can still remain after in in its flesh because it's a hybrid animal. Just think that over. Brother Gavin, are you there, sir?
7: Shalom, brother. Shalom. Um, brother Priest.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, sir. We're going to bring on the professor. Um, is He's on the line with you. Yes, he should
7: be. Uh, professor, are you still there?
1: Yes, I'm here. Greetings. Greetings, sir. I thank you so very much for taking the time out of your day to be able to come before our audience. And share some feedback. And it is my understanding that you have strong faith. So I thank the Almighty for bringing you our way and being able to give us some feedback. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, and you know, um, your insight on what's happening today?
0: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, and. Um allowing me a chance to opine your conference here um i've been listening the last couple of days and listened today and was a, very encouraged and inspired by some of the speakers that were on the phone earlier and um you know i've been thinking since we talked yesterday i was actually thinking um what would i you know say or what would i begin to launch this conversation you know, on because um my background is extremely extremely diverse and uh, uh forty forty years in infectious disease medicine antiviral research cancer research as I told you before. I worked at NIH, I you know worked as a student. I was a young whippersnapper snapper at the time. So I worked at the NIH where Dr. Fauci, you know, that same building. In fact, I worked at the lead Clinical Center. And as a student, I worked at night and went to school in the daytime. Uh, you know, I joined, um, I was actually recruited by uh, Department of Biology members, members from the Department of Biology at Johns Hopkins, who are um, heavily involved with antiviral research, anti-cancer research, and at the time, they were not really interested so much in alternative medicine, because the um, model for how we treat patients and practice uh, medicine in this modern age has uh, very little to do with our organic formulations. It has everything to do with pharmaceutical uh, formulation. So you need to understand, and it's kind of there's a lot of information. There's a lot of information. So I'm going to try to speak in such a way that I'm not going to lose anybody. So, so I am there with me. And what I actually told Brother Gavin to do, and it might be a good idea for you guys to do it is to maybe take notes at this point, because undoubtedly, when I give a lecture, the doctors, I usually wind up going over the doctor's heads and, you know they can't they can't really process the heavy uh chemistry uh pharmacology or the um the quantum physics that we're involved with uh, if you can believe that it's so heavy that doctors get lost so i'm going to try to you know kind of break things down on a very very elemental level and i'm going to try to speak slowly so those of you who are listening who may not be scientific you know focused can maybe understand the logics of what I'm saying and will not get lost so but it would be really good if you guys could take notes and then jot down any questions you have and I'd be you know I'd be interested and I'd be happy to answer any questions uh, yes one with two so having said that I I was kind of talking to the Lord this morning and asking him today is a very special day for me for a lot of reasons. I'm not gonna go into why. Um but um I was asking the Lord, you know, what's the best way to begin talking about state that we're in right now. And as I was listening, I was listening to the good brother talking about pork and and meat and um know at the same time i was going into my bible and looking at different texts and different things in leviticus that talk about eating meats and different uh types of products like that so if if for a moment let me go back to that and just 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 highlight what i've learned over my many many years of dealing with science and research and dealing with scripture and uh, the bible okay um first of all If I was to ask most people when Moses, not sorry, not Moses, when Noah was, you know, was convinced that he needed to build the ark and that God was giving him instructions, he built an ark for the saving of his family. And then he set out for a hundred years to evangelize and to tell the world that the end was coming, that God was actually, Setting up a retribution for the many, many sins that were taking place in the world. And the world had turned ghastly and horrible at that point, and God decided he going to wipe the slate clean and start over again. And he searched for righteous people. And out of the uh, billions of people who were alive in the anti luvian age, you could only find eight people that were willing to listen to the word of God and inspire. And, you know, Moses had his sons. His sons had their wives. You figured that his sons could have bucked their heads against the wall and acted crazy and indignant about this crazy old man walking up and down the place talking about uh, God's going to send a flood and destroy the world. And there were so many things that people had never seen before. Right at that time, they'd never seen rain. The earth was actually fed by water coming up from the ground as a mist. And that's how plants grew. So nobody had a concept in their head of what what is this thing called rain? You're talking about a rain. Um, how could you build a boat on dry land when there's no water around? It? But Noah, out of faith, built the ark, something no one up until that point had ever done. And, and the other thing that was important about the story is if I were to ask anybody right now, I'm wondering how many people would actually get this question correct. How many animals of each type did Noah bring into the ark? Gavin, if you're on the line. I'd like you to try to answer that question. How many of each type of animal did Noah bring into the ark? Do you know? Shalom, Mason. Shalom, Doctor. Yeah. Um, I can hear you. Can- can you hear me? Can I, be heard? I was asking you. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I was asking you, how many of each type of animal did Noah bring onto the ark? Was he instructed to bring onto the ark?
7: From what I remember, it says two of each kind, and that's, I don't know specifically the number, the the, the quantity of
0: Okay, well, look, of animals. you answered the question as far as common belief. It was two of every kind of animal, male and female, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that answer is only partially true. And if you go back to your Bible and read again, what you'll discover is that Noah was instructed to bring two of every kind of unclean animal into the ark. And seven of every clean animal onto the ark. And you can go and look in your Bible and read it and you'll be astounded that Noah that Noah was actually told to bring seven clean and two unclean. And there's a reason for that. Is because prior to this time, the average lifespan of men was almost a thousand years, as you know, Methuselah and all these other People who lived in the antediluvian time had an extensive uh, energy of life that was given to them from Adam, who was designed to be an immortal person. So, we were our forefathers going back to 6,000 years ago when the earth was new, and Adam and his descendants were all given a measure of life that far exceeded ours and was designed to actually be infinite if we were if we were obedient and had uh, actually um, not disobeyed then ultimately god would have given us uh, to partake of the tree of life which would have sustained our life and perpetuated life indefinitely forever and ever amen but through sin our life was cut short and through sin what happened was the earth was cursed for thy sake, God was so disappointed in sin that rather than take out direct retribution on man, he actually cursed the earth. And from that point, men had to scrounge around for food, the thorns and the thistles used to grow beside us. And God was also displeased with the length of time that men would live for almost a thousand years. So for that reason, he designed a system knowing fully well that when the ark came to rest on the mountains of ararat there would not be any vegetation available because the the flood had destroyed all that so in order to sustain life until vegetation grew back the lord gave man the option of eating meat and that was clean meat at that time split hoofs chew the cud animals of that nature uh, that did not include swine, which was unclean meat. so even though uh, swine was not on the menu, and animals such as beef and chicken were on the menu because of the because of them being clean animals, and the reason he needed seven of those is because, okay, it would take a certain amount of time for the vegetation to grow back. So he gave man the option of surviving. <laughs> until vegetation view back, But prior to that time, we were all vegetarian based. We ate raw vegetables, fruits, nuts, and grains. That's what the body of man was designed to process. Along the way, we get into the meat diet and what meat did for generations prior um, around the antediluvian time and and moving forward to Noah, what the meat eating actually did Is actually shortened man's lifestyle, lifetime. Actually, it actually altered the DNA so that man would not live for a thousand years. And slowly, over progression of time, if you study the Bible, you'll see over generations and generations, and this one begot that one, and that one begot that one. And eventually, the span of the man's years went all the way from 950 years down to 800, then to 700, then to 400, and then to 300 until it was uh, actually stated that the, the span of man's years would not be more than three score and ten um or three score three score and ten which actually in biblical terminology uh we had a maximum lifespan of 120 years then it goes to show you that through sin that perpetuated forward very few people Lived to 120 years, and now the average age span is around somewhere about 75 to 85 years. So, so sin and departure from the instructions that were given to you by God initially has further resulted in the contamination and the destruction of the longevity of a person's life. So, I'm in total support of what the brother said earlier that eating pork number one, which is off the menu and the same way that they tell me that my car can run on pure alcohol if i poured alcohol in the tank of my car my car could run however the manufacturers that make my car say we've designed this engine to run on 85 or 87 87f 87 um, uh, petroleum so if i was listening to the manufacturer there'd be no reason why i would ever put alcohol into my engine And if I did, I would suffer the consequence of whatever that alcohol would do. It might run it for a while, but eventually my engine would break up. So all we really need to do is go back to the original blueprint of what God told us to do and stop searching for reasons to depart from what the original manufacturer, which in this case is the Lord, told us to do. And having said that, I just wanted to segue into another another part of what I I wanted to tell you before we actually get deep into the uh, pharmaceutical, uh, we call the advanced um, scientific or the advanced quantum theory, which all of these things have relevance to what's happening right now in our time. So I'm not just talking a bunch of goggly goop and going and opining in 50 different directions. I wanna stay on point here. But I wanna read this for you um before we kind of get started to give you an idea of what's happening and why it's happening. And we give me a second here, I just want to bring this up. I'm just going back to Genesis 1, chapter 1. And I want you to listen carefully. It says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form And void. so there was a planet here, but it was jumbled. It was confused. It was like raw clay just floating in the cosmos. And the darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Now, here's the most important thing. And God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw the light and it was good. So I'm gonna stop there for a minute because there's so much information in that chapter that many people just completely overlook. In order for the mass and the density, which is this big planet that we lived on, in order for it to take shape and become something, in order for the planet to be converted from nothing to something, there had to be a spoken word. The spoken word of God was so powerful that it transformed an object of nothing, just raw matter, into something that took shape and took form. And then the other elements came into play until he had a world that was pleasing to him in terms of the functionality, the whole ecosystem, and the entire method of sustaining life had to be there so that when when he began to populate it with animals, insects, and man, that we would have a home that we could live in. Now, through the years, we violated this so badly That the whole world is turned upside down. Not only does the world reflect the effects of sin and the whole catastrophe of of being reversed and the destruction that has taken place on the planet, but the same thing has occurred within our bodies. Our bodies were not designed to have disease, our bodies were designed to live forever and through sin and through disobedience our body now has become the home of disease and the process of healing has been muted and retarded in our body so our body does not heal the way it was originally designed to be healed now what happens is that there's a vibrational energy and that same vibrational energy is what i'm what I was alluding to when I mentioned in Genesis, God spoke a word and that word was a vibrational energy that was so powerful that it changed the physical nature of the earth into something that was balanced, harmonious, and separated the waters from the land and vegetation started to grow. And through that spoken word, energy and matter was trans- transformed into something that, that grew and bred life. The same thing is true now. Let's fast forward a second and look at all of the prophets and even Jesus, Jesus' ministry. Jesus' ministry on earth was designed to do more healing than even prophesying and even the sermons on the mount and all the other things that God has done for us. His primary function on earth, if you trace back everything he did, he did more healing than anything else. And when he's healed, the average person, he would usually proceed it by the following statement, following question. He would ask, will thou be healed? In other words, will you, through your force of will, allow healing to take place? And individuals would say yes. And by virtue of that acknowledgment, that person was healed with the hand of Jesus, and if we remember what he said after that, your faith has made you well. So the question is, that person who got healing, he could have been a thief, he could have been a murderer, he could have been a liar, he could have been an adulteress, he could have done any one of a thousand things. Jesus never said to him, if you stop stealing, you'll be healed. He didn't say, you know, if you stop killing, you'll be healed. He says, will thou be healed? And when they agreed upon it, they were healed. And then after they received the gift of healing, Jesus says, now go and sin no more. So I say that to say this. If you examine the spiritual nature of healing, There's a force that's emanated from spiritual people, people who are spiritually connected, that we have the the power and ability to transform what is not into what is. And even further in the scripture, it says in the Bible, if there's any sick among you, bring them to the elders of the church and they will pray for this person and if they believe that person will be healed so there's power beyond all of the logics and all of the science and all of the medicine there's a power that's em- that can emanate from the sheer will of man when it's a- when he's aligned with the holy spirit to transform things that is not into something that is Now, if you're not a believer, and you're not uh, interested in that kind of stuff, then you're gonna have a big problem because you're gonna have to leave it to the science of man to correct all of these things. And let me just tell you from all my experience and everything I've seen in life, I don't really wanna be in the hands of men because men are inherently evil and the hearts of men desperately wicked. So I say that as an introduction to everything we're talking about. Now, my background is heavily involved in organic chemistry, antiviral studies. I've led teams um, associated with Johns Hopkins. I've led led teams associated with heavy, heavy antiviral, HIV research, antiviral research. And we've worked heavily with organic formulations, plant-based formulations, That um, have resulted in miraculous types of uh, results in individuals. Um, If I was to tell you everything we did over the span of 30 to 40 years, you probably wouldn't even believe what I'm saying. My team actually won the award, Johns Hopkins, for shutting down HIV and its tracks, herpes, all these other viruses. Um, We were led to use plant based extracts, which literally shut down these types of viruses but you don't hear about them because they're not pharmaceutical they're plant-based extracts so um you know so i'm a believer that god has designed the earth to have healing principles through certain plant life and the other thing that you need to understand and i need to say this uh, uh, because it's extremely important that you understand this There are many ways to obtain healing, but not always designed by God. I want you to be very, very careful about what I just said. There are people who are healed, not because of God, but because of the adversary. The adversary can heal people too, because he is actually the originator of disease. So Satan can put his hands on people and they can take, they can become very ill and he can lift his hands off of people and they can become well. So the, you know, you have to be very, very careful of where the healing is coming from in your life and make sure that source of the healing is from the one and only true God and the divine inspiration that he's provided to his, Servants on earth. So be very careful. Not all healing is of God. Sometimes the devil, in order to promote his agenda, will make you think that healing has taken place, and all he's really done is lifted his hands off of you, so you can praise the evil and demonic forces of this world. So just take it from me. Whatever you want to believe is fine. I have a lot of experience, and I've seen a lot of strange things happen in the world God has seen fit to protect me and to preserve me I've lost a lot of colleagues mysteriously over the years who were excited about certain advances and they went forward to talk about them and as a result they tampered with the forces of this world the evil forces of this world that did not want these things disclosed and as a result of that they are no longer walking among the living So I can tell you that 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 evil is intense and it does exist. Now, I can go in any one of 50 different directions that you want me to go in. And I don't want to just, uh, you know, just kind of blow wind from left to right because um, potentially I have the potential of of losing you guys if I start to go down a particular path, which may or may not make sense to you. So what I'm going to. Ask if if you would like. I'm gonna I'm gonna take two seconds to acquiesce and kind of go backwards a second. And if you want me to talk about something, then maybe the moderator can ask me to focus in on on some particular area of science or medicine or something. I'd be happy if I know something about it. I'd be happy to talk about it. But as I told him yesterday, that if you really want the full lecture, of life and medicine and science well you know my students i teach medicine for a few years and my students uh it's taken years sometimes to to cover certain subjects so you can't just cover everything within an hour and within a few minutes so you're gonna have to be a little bit specific so i can break down that particular subject matter as best i can by the grace of god and maybe shed some light on some of the technologies I'm involved with some of the products that I've developed and some of the technologies that I've developed I created uh, several medical devices. I have seven patents and three world patents. I have products that are cleared by the FDA and being used actually by the world health organization. So, you know, I've been out there. So having said that, If there's a particular area you want me to focus on, I'll try to go in that direction and not just paint the big brush all over the scientific, uh, you know, hemispheres of everything that we've got involved with. I'm going to take a step back and, and, and wait for some direction and clarity on your part.
1: Thank you so much, sir. You know, I want to say this as an interjection. And listening to you, It took me back to when I was younger and I was training under the elders of the order of Melchizedek in scripture. And you sound very much like them. And uh, to the point where it's kind of getting me a little bit choked up here. So excuse me, but I did a podcast probably three years ago called Noah and and the Perverts. He was talking about how the people have perverted exactly what's in the scriptures pertaining to Noah and the Ark, and I was explaining how people think there was two of every animal. But you just said exactly. I've read it right out the scriptures. And uh, wow, that I, I believe that um, this is a special day for you that you. Uh, You made us aware of yesterday, and um, I believe that the Most High Almighty is definitely brought us together to bring out this information to the people. So one of the things you said to us yesterday, I want to see if you can elaborate on. You mentioned to us COVID-18, COVID-17, we're at COVID-19. Uh, What can you explain to us? Because you you told us, well, I don't want to give it away. I'll just give the floor to you to explain how there are other COVID, coronaviruses that predate this one and so on and so forth. I yield to you, sir.
0: Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Okay. All right. So let's discuss virology for a second. Okay. All right. Here's a virus. It's not like, not like a bacteria. Bacteria has, is more akin to a living entity. Okay. Very simplistic, but it's a living entity. Viruses are living too, but they're in a strange category where they're more <laughs>
6: like. This a- mm-hmm. guy I'll talk to you about it after
1: it's done. One moment. Please go on mute, ma'am, whoever that was. I'm not sure. Go right ahead, sir. So viruses are more like
0: a computer in that they're not a thinking entity. Their primary function is to reproduce and divide, okay? So what viruses do, when we're exposed to any virus, it seeks out a receptor, a receptor, sort of like a, a landing pad, and it, it's perfect for its feet. So it has to have the, the area where all its feet can connect. And then it connects, and then what the virus does, it has a protein inside of it that spirals out of the virus and like a corkscrew going through a bottle of wine. It goes right into the cell and then travels to the cell mechanism called the mitochondria, which is like a brain within the cell and convinces the cell to stop the function of what it's trying to do what it was designed to do and it will now become a virus factory so it goes in there takes it over pretty much dominates the whole function of the cell so if it's a epithelial cell in the back of your throat if it's a lung cell it's going to no longer function as a lung cell it's going to become, gonna become a, a viral factory so it changes the whole mandate of the cell now, in order for that virus to take effect and to do that, it's got to have a receptor site where it can attach to the cell. If a virus cannot attach to your cell, the virus cannot deposit its protein into the cell. That's the reason why animals are not affected by this COVID, because their receptors in in their cells do not allow the virus to attach. There are viruses that attack animals because they can attach to the receptors of certain cells. But those receptors don't exist on humans. So diseases in certain animals cannot affect humans. Now, what happens when you deviate from the principles that were given to you by your manufacturer and you start to digest and, you know, eat? animals that are off the menu, then over a period of time, the very tricky virus can adapt to your receptors in your body, because you keep ingesting these viruses from animals that you were not supposed to be eating in the first place. And they say now, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be who created the COVID in the first place? there's a, I can see that question coming. But let's stay away from that for a second, because that's a whole other subject that we need to discuss at a later time. But here's a COVID 19 virus, viron, single virus, viron, and it's found a way to attach itself to an animal. Over a period of time, the human being decides he's going to ingest that animal. For whatever reason, he's going to eat that animal. In this case, they say it's a bat. This individual eats the bat. Over a period of time, the virus says, hey, I've got this new host here. Let me see if I can modify my to fit. some sort of site type some of the cells in the body of this new person, you know, whose belly I'm in right now. And the virus mutates and figures out how to adapt its receptors to your cell structure. And now the virus has a method of communicating with your cell and now your cell becomes, you become a host of that virus. And that's what what happened with COVID. Regardless who manufactured it, which is a whole conspiracy theory unto itself, somebody exposed this virus to a human body that it was not supposed to be exposed to in the first place. We had no business eating bats or cats or dogs or anything else out there that's off the menu. And all you have to do is go to the Bible. The videos will tell you all the things that you should eat and all the things you shouldn't eat. So once you deviate for that over a period of time, and I can tell you lots of stories about pork and uh, shrimp and lobster and all this other stuff that were all pretty much off the menu, but people eat it anyway and they enjoy it. They flavor it. And you know what, slavery has a lot, slavery has a lot to do with that too, because during slavery time, um, slave masters gave black folks the, the worst of the uh, animals. And so we've learned rather skillfully on how to take um, meat, meat that was not designed for human consumption and flavor it in such a way that it becomes a delicacy. And then through tradition where you see pork chops and, and uh you know chitlins and all these other things We learn to make do out of a sense of survival but originally it wasn't it wasn't designed to be on the menu for us and in any event going back to what i was saying so now this virus has adapted itself where it will infect the human being but that's not alone what causes the problem because diseases Goes through a state of from the source, whether it's a plant or an animal that you eat and then you get the disease, it still has to further mutate before it can become transmitted from a human to another human. So it goes through a further metamorphosis where it allows that virus to spread from person to person. Sometimes it's air born, which COVID technically is not airborne yet. It looks like it soon will be, but it it moves from animal to human, and then human to human through uh, what we call a bloodborne transmission or through body fluid transmission. So you have to get enough virons to pass from a human to a human in order for you to then come down with the disease. And that virus has to make its way down into your respiratory tract because if you eat COVID-19, you still will not get COVID infection. It has to find its way into your respiratory system, which is why breathing it in is the way that it gets into your respiratory tract and, and it can find the cells in the lungs that it likes with the receptors it needs in order to transmit its protein to that cell. So it is specific, it's a targeted thing that's specifically looking for lung tissue. And that makes it rather unique and distinctive in terms of of how it actually spreads. So again, diseases begin usually from an animal or plant life to a human, then from a human to another human and then eventually it becomes airborne where you can get it up in the clouds and it can travel to different parts of the world and actually deposit the virus across continents. So that's, that's a really, really serious bug if it becomes airborne. <clears throat> so uh, COVID is not, has not evolved, I'd say yet, but it looks like it's very well made. So that's the natural, evolution, let's call it the evolution of viruses. And so in this in this particular instance, what can a human being do? What defense do you have? It's dependent on your body's immune system and its ability to do a couple of things. Either you can strengthen the cell so that when the COVID tries to implant itself on the on the receptor site, it has a hard time doing it. It can attach, but it can't really penetrate the cell because the cell has certain defenses in place. The second thing you can do is to get your defense mechanisms, which is primarily the white blood cells and the various constituents of the white blood cells, the lymphocytes, the T cells, the natural killer cells. These are all cells that are produced in your body whose job it is to hunt down invaders and destroy them. So it's all a numbers game, one single viron, Now, this is the only thing I don't know yet about COVID because any virus you get, you need usually a certain number of virons before you can actually come down with the disease. So a single virus by itself, oftentimes will not result in you getting the disease because your body's immune system will usually conquer a single virus. Uh, Viruses are very, very virulent. If you hear the word called virulent, it means that you only need a small number of virons to catch the disease. Other viruses, you need a lot of virons before you catch the disease. So somebody could get a few of them and then even know they were sick, your body would destroy it. But if you got enough, whatever that number is, 5,500 or uh, 100,000 virons, And you actually, now your body's overwhelmed by those troops. And that's how you actually get the disease because a certain amount of virons have entered your body at the same time. So that's the, that speaks to what we call the, um, how virulent the virus is. So hopefully I've kind of explained that to you, but the bottom line is that you have mechanisms in your body that will attack anything bacteria viruses and destroy them but your body's got to recognize it as a threat first and then can muster the production of these two cells, lymphocytes and natural killer cells that are uh, blood products by the way and they will go and target this invader and destroy it and uh, you know I've, i'm I'm trying I've, I've kind of made it really oversimplified and try and explain to you kind of how the immune system works in doing that. But there's a number of things you can do to strengthen your immune system. And there's another area I'm going to go to very shortly to explain to you something that's extremely deep in the way of fighting off infection, which most people are completely oblivious to but this is part of the research that we used to do and some of the things that we actually developed that are incredible for destroying viruses and destroying disease. But I'll get to that momentarily. I don't know if um, you want me to continue down that path and do you want me to go in some other direction?
1: Well, can you you tell us about COVID-18, COVID-17?
0: Um you've got to understand that there's many different versions of COVID, okay? In other words, um SARS is a COVID. Um H1N1 is a type of COVID virus. They share similar characteristics. There are COVID viruses that are produced all the time, which don't make their way into the human population because we're not eating that animal, and we haven't it hasn't gone through the whole metamorphosis. So, with respect to some of the other COVIDs that we've seen, we've seen, we've heard of swine flu, we've heard of uh, H1N1, we've heard of SARS, we've heard of mares. These are all things that potentially uh, could have caused the same devastating effect that this particular one caused, but. For some reason, it never got a chance to mutate into the form of virus that COVID has mutated into. So it's, it's, it's way beyond the different COVIDs. Um, there's other types of viruses. There are viruses in the past that were totally deadly, deadly, deadly viruses, but they never got a chance to become airborne because they were stopped or habits changed. Or the population of people who were affected got wiped out, and it never got any further than that little cohort of population. You've heard about Ebola, you know uh, Ebola. You know, in certain plants, it's still there, but we're not exposed to the Ebola by the grace of God, or else it would then go through its metamorphosis and become, you know, the kind of uh, invader that would move from person to person. So, to me. It doesn't even matter what, which COVID we're talking about or, or which other kind of viruses because there's a billion of them. And I'll tell you something else, most people aren't aware of it. In the human body right now, there's billions of different viruses that are there. Billions, but we don't feel it because the immune system, if it's working properly, is keeping all of those different viruses that we get through the air, through dirty water, through food that we eat, through pork, through other things, we get those viruses into our body. But our immune system shuts them down. And some of those viruses don't get a chance to land on any cells where it can then begin to turn the cell into something abhorrent. Now, listen to me very carefully, because this is something that most people don't understand. If your immune system dips, There's a series of many viruses that exist in the average human right now that can then go into a cell, do exactly what the same COVID virus is doing, and convince a cell to become, we call atypical. So it starts behaving abnormally. It starts to reproduce abnormally, and then it starts to spread abnormally and when that happens from the virus origin that cell becomes a cancer so cancers are created by viruses that go into the cell because of certain weaknesses that take place because of certain dietary habits that take place because we abuse our body we lower our immune system with respect to that particular virus, and it attaches itself and does its mischief. And the body, because it's weakened, is powerless to check that virus. So that virus then turns a cell into a cancerous cell. And, because, and I can, man, I can tell you stuff that we do every day that sets us up for cancers and everything else. I'll give you one brief instance, okay? I've seen a lot of patients with breast cancer. You know when we remove a breast cancer, we don't tell the woman this, but do you know what's in that breast cancer? That breast tumor itself? A large amount of what's in that tumor, what we call heavy metals. We can see the presence of Revlon, CoverGirl, Max Factor, you name it. All of these makeup and hair product companies, in order to give you the characteristics that you want, have to include these heavy metals to give you the kind of characteristics in your hair and the kind of characteristics in powder and eyeshadow and all these other things. Those heavy metals absorb into the body. And a lot of times, those heavy metals can solidate and group into fatty tissue and to breast tissue. So those metals are there, and they themselves don't give you the cancer. They just predispose you to the viruses. So when the virus says, oh man, I found a great cell, it's in the breast, and I can attach itself there, and the breast tissue is not defending itself, so let me go and do my mischief." And that breast thing turns into a little tumor and the tumor becomes a cancer and the cancer starts to spread, it becomes malignant and goes into your lymphatic system and then it's all over the place. It's got a subway system that travels all over the body. So a lot of times we set ourselves up for the destruction of these viruses that are here because we're living on a toxic, cursed planet where industry is sending so many gallons of pollution into our world and because we're disobedient and we don't follow the instructions of the manufacturer we set ourselves up for defeat and disease in so many different ways so what i want to get to at some point in time and i hope you know i'll get to be able to tell you this is that we actually created technology that with that will actually hunt down and destroy viruses bacteria fungus and mold
2: at its
0: source i mean literally target them and blow them to oblivion pop 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 pop, 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 pop kill them all and only those viruses I mean, there's technology out there that even mainstream big pharma doesn't even want you to know about and I've designed and manufactured these things for other people and I've seen the miraculous effects of this type of technology Um, the uh, I think I told Gavin the other day I stopped counting nine hundred and eighty thousand patients that have treated over my um, no, no, nine hundred pretty close to right I want to say a half a million about a half a million or Four, no 498 thousand patients I stopped counting but um, you know God is merciful and he has the answer for a lot of what ails us, or he has the answer for everything that ails us in life. But one thing I've learned about God is that he's not going to give the answers to some of these things into the hands of wicked people. But he will give the answer his children. And if you examine, we'll go back to the Bible again, the disciples that walk with Jesus, for three and a half years they walk with, couldn't even believe that he was going to be crucified and they didn't have any real power of healing people when did the power come to them it came to them after they received the holy spirit and the holy spirit came into them so with so much power that after jesus was no longer with them they themselves could heal anybody even the shadow Of the disciple to fall on somebody and heal them and the difference was that at that point they were walking in walking in the spirit walking in the faith and put aside all of the foolishness they had in their life prior to the Holy Spirit falling on them and they begged Jesus not to leave he said but if I don't leave I can't send you the spirit so he left he sent the spirit and the spirit actually landed on all these disciples and gave them the power of healing. And if you search your Bible, you'll also understand that Jesus gave us a promise also. He said, greater things will you do in the end time than we did during the Bible time. So the question if, if Jesus tell, tells us we'll have the power to mm-hmm. heal people, Beyond what we've even read in the Bible, that's pretty serious. So with that, again, forgive me if I seem to be dancing all over the place, but I'm telling you, I've seen these things happen with some of the technologies that we have that were in the hands of spiritual people. And I've seen modern scientists Knock their heads against the wall trying to figure out how did you do that? How did you reverse sickle cell disease? It's impossible. What's no, not? How did you help somebody with terminal cancer? I, this guy has three days to live. A year and a half later, the guy's still walking around. How did those things happen? I can give you anecdotes, you know, till I can't even talk anymore the things that i've seen and I've also seen things that didn't work so i don't want to paint this picture that you know we have some sort of miracle thing that fixes everybody but there's a lot of co-factors that have to exist in order for healing to really take place but um i've seen some really miraculous things and and i've seen a myriad of what we call viruses get destroyed you know, you just have to play by the rules here and god is faithful that if you follow the rules, you will be faithful and just and give you the answer that you desire. They'll always answer you. So with that, I'm going to yield a second, a second time or yield further at this point.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you for that. Well, Brother Gavin, you want to ask something or you? the floor is on you?
7: Shalom. Brother Priest, fellow yes, nation, and the distinguished gentleman, Mister the Doctor Professor himself. I just want to say, you know, praise, you know, yeah, for bringing his presence here, and uh, I, I praise first and foremost, um, uh, brother Anton Jeneer, to introduce me to him. Uh, for reasons that uh, had to do with my son's, you know, his issues that he's living with, and uh, all of those things together. um, I already, when I spoke to the doctor himself, the professor on the phone, initially I could tell from uh, the first time we talked that he was more of a, you know, not, not an ordinary doctor, professor, uh, lecturer, teacher, uh, but he, I think he was, you know, given the gift, you know, from the Most High to do what he's doing, um, and he's using it for that purpose uh, uh, a thousand percent. So, you know, I love science in general. I love, um, you know, uh, history, uh, and I love Architecture, but the most thing that you know, as a child growing up, I was very intrigued with at all three, and also music. <laughs> those, are those who the understand. I love music, but um, I'm a percussionist. But my whole point is science and expressing science through biology and chemistry. Uh, that was that always intrigued me as a child. You know, reading through my mother's. My mother's a nurse, and she was studying to be a nurse when I was younger. I used to go through her books and just go through the encyclopedia and uh, study the anatomy, physiology, you know, those pictures that we saw in the encyclopedia growing up. It intrigued me that the, you know, the veins, the whole body system, you know, the respiratory system, neurological system, you know, it, it just always intrigued me, and I stuck with it throughout junior high school, high school where I never learned it after that in the sense of going to, uh, furthering my education like, you know, the this distinguished gentleman himself talking on the phone about, you know, his history in the field. But I I I, I one day wanna continue and, and, you know, get educated on my own on alternative healing and alternative health. But I say that to say that um I feel like he's a spiritual brother that I connect with, even though I have not gone down his road of expertise and his experience. And um, I just feel like he's a colleague of mine, even though I'm not in his echelon, <laughs> per se. But, um, you know, I, I, I just, I just, um, I usually yield and listen, because he's more than just a professor to me. And with that, I'll yield, you know, and there's a lot more I can say, but I'll yield on that.
1: Well thank you sir. Um, Professor, you mentioned a little bit about your background to us yesterday. Um, When you spoke on the half a million patients that you've dealt with, you spoke to us about the various diseases that they had the extreme diseases from HIV AIDS to cancer to just various things. What would would you say is the one thing that you have in common that you use to heal all of these things? Because with us being Spiritual individuals just reading the scriptures and being into the scriptures. The Bible consistently brings up herbs, um, it doesn't bring up chemicals in that sense as means of healing. So, what would you say would be your fundamental approach, and what do you fundamentally focus on to bring the healing of these various extreme diseases?
0: Okay, let me tell you what I usually tell my patients so they can understand it, where I'm coming from, okay? When the body has a disease,
1: Are you there, sir? Gavin, are you on the line?
7: i so yes. I think he dropped
1: off. Let me uh, try to retrieve him. Give me one second, sir. All righty. So let me know when you get back. Uh, so for those of us who are listening and hearing the professor for the first time, understand what he's saying. That anything and everything can be healed. That the COVID-19 additionally can be healed. But he did say to um, take your precautions because it just may very well become airborne. Regardless of what we're dealing with, or whom we are and what our background is, want you to remember to do nothing in response to this outbreak is putting yourself that much more in danger. To do nothing at all is a foolish approach to dealing with something that you can verify has something to do with the death of about 55600 5, people in America. So, you should be focused on building your immune system and doing exactly as you are forewarned, which is stay indoors, stay at home, and cover your... uh, Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes.
0: Can you hear me now? Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. So, as I was saying, when you get any disease, when you're facing any disease, it's... I uh, usually describe it as a house that's on fire. So when a house is on fire, what's the first thing you do? you got to put the fire out, okay? So that's the um, allopathic or the, the regular way you would handle something, go to a family physician, go to the emergency room. You've got to stabilize the condition. The first thing you got to do is stabilize the condition. And, you know, go to the emergency room. They're going to stabilize you with whatever illness you have, if it's an, of an emergency nature. Or your family physician is going to see you and say, okay, you've got this problem, diabetes, blood pressure, whatever it is. I'm going to now give you this course of treatment to stabilize the problem. Okay. But stabilizing the problem is not the cure, right? It's just a way of treating the condition so that you're stable with the condition. So modern medicine is very, very, very rarely going to fix or cure a problem. It's not designed to do that. Modern medicine is designed to stabilize the condition so you can live with that condition, okay? So if you want to, you know, uh, if you want to repair something, a healing something, you got to go to the next level. Well, if you use the house on fire analogy, after the fire is put out in the house, the very next thing you're going to do is that you're going to clean up the damage, okay? You're not going to build a brand new house, you're not going to repaint the house if you got burned wood and burned furniture there. You're going to then get rid of or detoxify the house and get rid of all of the damaged material. And that's akin to detoxification. So you got to remove the damage that's there. Once the damage is removed and you're left with whatever you're left with, the third part of the puzzle is to rebuild that part that is destroyed. And what happens in, in, in life is that a lot of times people are reaching for, oh, give me the thing. Give me the thing that's going to fix my problem. And what they're doing is jumping from number one to number three without and totally bypassing number two. And that's not the way you do it. If your house is on fire and half your wall is burnt down and I come with a paintbrush and I start painting over your wall, I think sooner or later you'll figure out that that, you know, your house is still not fixed and more damage will occur because we didn't replace or repair the part that was damaged. So, again, you've got stabilization has got to occur, then detoxification has got to occur, and then respiration has got to occur. And that's universally true for how we fix all of the problems. So all the modalities that we use either fits into one or three categories. Either it's putting the fire out or it's detoxifying the person. And finally, we're going to restore the cell structure back. So we have specific products and specific modalities that are designed to handle all three stages. Depending upon how the patient presents themselves, you know what I'm saying. Some, pa- some patients may present themselves as being stable. If you're stable with a condition and you just want to remove the condition, well, we can jump to number two. And sometimes you can even jump directly to number three and start to restore the body back. And the technologies that's out there for respiration are incredible. I mean, I had a mother. And I'm just going to tell you, this is anecdotal. I had a mother that we created a formulation for this mother who had a household with diabetes, a household with uh, some uh, acne, acne, severe so acne on the face. And we had a child that was um, that um, sick of self. Now, this is where... This kind of technology blew my mind because within about three months, I got a call back from the mother, and she says, "Look, man, the pediatricians are trying to find you because they're writing up reports right now because they're trying to find out what we've been doing to this child because they've never seen in history sickle cell reverse itself." And when I got that report from the mother, it scared me to death because. Even though we set out to do it, I think at that time I was still a baby Christian, so I couldn't believe that what we were doing, which was an alignment with the will of God, was resulting in the reversing of sickle cell. It didn't make sense to me as a scientist. How do you reverse sickle cell? A genetic, a genetic problem. How do you how do you reverse that? Yet I witnessed sickle cell being reversed. I witnessed. Diabetes being reverse. I, I saw all kinds of infections from pericarditis to Alzheimer's, all kinds of things. The brain tumors, glioblastoma, glioblastoma multiforme, brain tumor, fatal, fatal. You, if you have a glioblastoma, it's only maybe one year you're going to live because the, the nature of the glio is, is so bad that you, you can't fix it. With modern medicine, has haven't figured out how to defeat of glioblastoma and I yet I've seen glioblastoma completely go into remission and life being restored I had a very good friend of mine who developed glioblastoma and um, I you know I saw him I met him I didn't even know at the time we met each other in the supermarket and we had been separated for years and I said oh my goodness dwayne how you doing I said, man, you know, listen, that his head was shaking. Say, yeah, I got a brain tumor. I said, wow. I said, man, you need to call me because I'm, I've got protocols that have helped people with glioblastoma that were more advanced than yours. Well, guess what happened? He never called me. So I I sought him out again. I said, I haven't heard anything from you. What are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm eating vegetables. I'm eating dietary supplements. And somebody told me this, and somebody told me that. And I said, Are you going to call me or not? So oh, yeah, I'll call you. They never got around to calling me. So the next time I I heard from him it was at his um, funeral. He died. So, you know. It's like, how many times can you reach out to people and tell them things? It's up to them if they want to step through the door or not. So, but again, if you think of restoration and healing in those three parts house on fire, instruction where you get rid of, detoxification where you get rid of the toxin, and the third thing is proper cellular nutrition. Whatever that means, whether it's cellular nutrition combined with the modalities of the, the um, technologies that we have. And let me just take a second to talk to you about that. This is a little bit heavy and a little bit unusual because most people will probably have known nothing or very little about quantum physics and quantum mechanics, okay? Is that I mentioned to you before when I first started talking that God spoke a word and the word resulted in the complete transformation of what was without form or voice and turned it into the beautiful, flourishing planet that he created. Well, in the world and the universe that we live in, call it matter. We're living in a world of tangible matter. Well, matter has laws and has rules, and a lot of what we that controls our world has a lot to do with what we call vibrational energy. And that's why I was very impressed in the very beginning when the sister was talking about, you know, your attitude and, you know, your point of view and the energy that's emitted from you when you do positive things and when you call upon the name of the Lord. There's a vibrational energy that tunes your body in such a way that healing can be better Facilitators, so it's, it's it's like you're in harmony in such a way that your body wants to heal itself okay? and most of what bothers us in life usually if we've given enough time the body will detoxify itself and will heal itself now having said that what we did with certain technologies that we developed we developed techniques and machinery That actually will facilitate vibrational restoration to the human body and the cells and that's a very very oversimplistic description of the technologies that we use but the end result is that by subjecting the body to certain vibrational energies you can restore a massive amount of cell destruction. And I'm trying my best to describe it in a way. Normally it takes days for me to um, describe the, the technology I'm talking about. But the bottom line is that bacteria, viruses, mold, fungus, all of those things can be destroyed vibrationally. And in a sense, every time you take a, an antibiotic or you take medicine, all medicine eventually breaks down to an electrical signal. Um, it's past, past the chemical level. It's all a factor of what we call electromagnetic field. and how electromagnetic fields either disrupt or replace or correct defects in your body. Now, having said that, I'm going to segue into something else. I have apps that I don't even think you can find the apps anymore, but I have them that at any moment of time, I can tell you all the different waves and vibrational things that are penetrating your body. So that things like Wi-Fi, 5G, 4G, 2G, 3G, um, radio waves, microwaves, um, gamma rays, radiation waves, all of those things are bombarding your body at any one time, feeling of different frequencies. Are. And if indeed, on the atomic level, your body is vibrational, what are all of those waves doing to the natural harmony of every cell in your body? Well, yes, it's competing with the natural waves that are taking place in your body. Your body being electromagnetic battery, so that these waves are disrupting. The pathways and signals in your body. And here again, that disruption makes you vulnerable to disease. Now, I hope you're following me because I designed for myself, I live in an environment personally that's called a Faraday cage. And a Faraday cage was designed by a scientist, which is designed to cancel out the effects of electromagnetic fields. So in the room I'm in right now, very, very, very little outside waves can penetrate my room. Now, as a result of that, I sleep every night like a baby. I wake up great. I get fully rested. And, you know, uh, for the time being, you know, God has given me, you know, uh, reasonably great health. You know, if you see me, you would never believe my age. No one ever believes my age when they tell them my old aunt. It's impossible for you to be that age. How could you? Because I've literally, through the technologies that I use, I've literally anti-aged, okay? So, you know, uh, (laughs) I'm getting up there, but I can't, somehow I can't convince my neighbors that I'm as old as I am. they, They don't believe it. They think I'm about one third one-third of my age okay but you know what it, what it really means is that you've got to be able to cancel out a lot of these electromagnetic field um, you know cell phones generate electromagnetic stuff you kind of are probably already aware of that um, Wi-Fi signal I'm not talking about 5g I'm talking about prior to 5g 4g signal that's in the um, in the Wi-Fi unit is so disruptive to cellular health that the scientists in England have learned it and the Wi-Fi signal, I'm talking about 4G and 2G and 3G, are not even allowed to exist in the school system in England because young brains and young minds are particularly vulnerable to the low level vibration that comes from the low frequency of Wi-Fi. We know that Wi-Fi here in the States has resulted in the slowing of motility of sperm, the destruction of the chromosomes, the destruction of DNA in human beings. So while we're sitting there with the uh, Xbox in our lap and the Game Boy and the laptop computers in your lap, In, in fact, I'll give you another trivial thing you notice that we don't we no longer call these portable computers laptops anymore
1: i did notice that we call
0: yeah we don't call them laptops anymore we call them um what do we call them we call them notebook notebook computers and tablets and things like that well the reason why they don't call it that anymore is because they discovered that most of the so-called laptops and portable computers generate um, of a low cycle radiation, a low cycle frequency emanating from the so-called computer. And if you have that in your lap, it will significantly destroy your reproductive organs and the cells and the sperm. So we already know that this generation of people right now suffer from low motility, the sperm doesn't move fast because of the, the, they're getting blasted by a Wi-Fi signal and by all of the different smart technologies that we put right in our lap exactly where our reproductive organs are. So for them not to be sued by that, they changed the name from laptop to portable computer. So you will not, you know, the associate, they will not be responsible, like the cigarette industry was responsible for giving people cancer and, and the addiction to cigarettes. And they were found, you know, liable, and they paid out billions of dollars in class action lawsuits. Well, the same thing is true with these so-called portable computers, that they generate themselves on electromagnetic field. So um, one of the things I teach people to do is how to set up a Faraday cage in their own home. So when you go to sleep at night, you can sleep like a baby and, and you wake up saying, oh my goodness, how could I, I feel fantastic. That's because you shielded yourself from all the electromagnetic radiation in your room. And in most people, there's a lot, everything from your TV set, to your cell phones, to your Wi-Fi unit, to your computers, to electrical appliances in 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 and near your bedroom. And one thing that we've learned is that the actual Wi-Fi router needs to be as far away from your bedroom as possible uh, in order for your cells to be even think about being normal. And the reason for that is because where do you spend the most amount of hours in the day? Sleeping in bed. It's six to eight hours. And if your Wi Fi unit is near your bedroom, you're getting six to eight hours of being blasted by low level frequency microwaves that is completely disruptive to the cells in your body. Which brings to mind another thing too the, the microwave device, which all of us own that generates a microwave frequency that is so freaking destructive to young minds in particular. So children should never be in the kitchen when you have the microwave oven on never. And all of these things, as I say, it's all a a building block. It's all a cascade that it all adds together for why cells in your body that are muted that are destroyed through toxins and everything else. Now you're setting them up to be super vulnerable to all kinds of additional problems because now your modern technology and your modern home is so equipped with devices that are totally destructive to the health of the cells in your body that you naturally leave the gates open to all types of diseases. People are coming with lupus, attention deficit disorder, fibromyalgia, um, lymphomas, and um, what am I saying, leukemias, and cancers, and everything else. Why? Because in addition to our modern homes, which are filled with all of these traps and these devices of the devil, you also being blasted by radiation coming from the high gain and low gain antennas outside your house. The, uh, I could I could talk to you for for years on the types of equipment that's that near people's homes, that you that you're powerless to do anything about. So yes, I live out in the country. I figured out a long time ago I have to be away from these crazy cities, and my life changed significantly when I moved out into the country. And then that wasn't good enough for me. I actually, designed my my dwelling to be a Faraday cage so when I when I created the Faraday cage in, in the place that I spend the most time then that cut down significantly on electromagnetic field I felt different instantly instantly this is not something where if you do it oh it's gonna take months or years no the, the moment you do it it's like the heavens open up in front of you and you're like blown away how can I how, can I, how come I feel so good? Or how come I'm sleeping so well now all of a sudden? And it's all because you canceled out the toxic, invisible pollutants in your life that have had a negative and deleterious effect on your body and on the nature of your cell morphology and your cell characteristics and your health and your ability for your cells to reproduce themselves. Every seven years, every cell in your body has to be replaced. Every seven years, every cell in your body has to be replaced. Most people are unaware of this. So if your DNA is destroyed or your cell characteristics is destroyed or crippled, then what you get after that is a distorted cell within that seven years that's no longer as good or as viable or as strong or as healthy as the original cell. Therefore, you age, and age is accelerated, and disease is multiplied in your body. That's why the older we get, you usually succumb to some craziness disease, uh, arthritis, cancer, prostate problems, uh, uh, cervical problems, all kinds of things start to pop up later on in life because your cells have never had a chance to reproduce themselves in a healthy environment. So this and other things is what I specialize in and what I do to help promote instant instant restitution and, and repair. And now the body can heal itself from level three of my scenario, can manifest itself. Now you can drink the supplements and the different foods that are geared to restoring cell form and function. And now you get to improve and enjoy the health that is your legacy that was given to you by God, because now you're playing by the rules and you canceled out all the deleterious effects of radiation and harmful frequencies that penetrate your world and your life. And I yield.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you for the, the information. We're at a two hour, we in on the call two hours. Is it possible we could get you to come back tomorrow um and speak some more and take questions from the the listening audience
0: yeah i'd be happy to do that um that's why i i urge you guys again to make notes and to write your questions down so it could be organized because this is what always happens um, it's impossible to cover the whole uh you know panorama of the different things that we've been involved with and my teams and, and I've been involved with. Uh, it's impossible to cover that in the day. So I, I, I'm, I'm cognizant of that. And so I try to give you, a, try to paint a broad picture. But if you want to get deep down into the different things and specifically what we can do in this day and age to improve our health and to cancel out all this negative stuff in our world, then we can get deep into that And um, you guys, I'm sure, are going to be blessed. And uh, your life will be changed forever and the lives of your your loved ones. Uh, As I told you right now, I'm building a special device for Gavin that he can keep in his home that's going to literally transform his world and hopefully the life of his child. And, um, you know, I, one of the things we, we did is manufacture these things, and I learned how to manufacture them myself so I can actually create these devices. The, the name for the device is it's called a Midasonic generator. You can't find it anywhere because I invented it, and so it, it does not exist out in the world, but it gets the job done. I use it myself, and I can give these incredible testimonies of what, you know, the use of this thing, what it's done for my life. And reversed all kinds of problems, you know, problems that I was suffering with earlier on. So yeah, we'll get deep into that if you wish me to do that. I'd be happy to do that, and as well as answer some other questions. And um, and uh, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you guys. I hope I hope this was a blessing to you guys. I hope um, I hope I was able to help or bring some sort of clarity to your team. And I hope I didn't lose anybody. So that's my wish for you guys. And, I guess, uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. And um, I guess I yield, and tomorrow you can call me and tell me what you'd like me to do. I'd be happy to spend some time with you guys until we get all these questions answered.
1: I'd be happy to do that. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Professor, for sitting in with us today. Um, We will return tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we will open up the floor for uh, the, the general listening audience to have questions answered. Uh, we'll get more specifically into um, coronavirus and what have you. But I thank you all for attending today. I thank those in the listening audience. Please share this uh, recording with uh, anybody you think it would benefit and there's a lot of information here that we can learn from, but also I want to encourage you to come back tomorrow and ask the professor questions. So thank you all for attending and thank you all for being here and peace and blessings to you all. All praises to the Most High Almighty. We can adjourn for today.